Hello, and welcome to Talk and Psych with Doc Raz. I'm your host, Doc Raz. Today, I want to talk about anger. I was working on another project earlier this morning. I will speak more about that when the project is completed. Um, It is still in the beginning phases, and so I'm not sure when that time will be. But the topic I was working on for that other project was anger, and it got me thinking that that would be a good topic to speak about on here. Thinking about our experiences in the United States of America and the messages that we get, we may have some different reactions when we experience anger. And, you know, I can certainly make generalizations about men get not praised for it, but it's seen as more acceptable in men. Frankly, possibly the only really acceptable feeling outside of happiness. Um, Men don't get a lot of encouragement to experience a fuller range of emotions. And so for a number of them, if they're not feeling happy, that is their default kind of emotion when something negative pops up. On the other hand, for women, we often get the message that when we feel angry, it is a bad thing. We are being too emotional, too intense. There's something wrong with us. Um, and we need to tone it down or we're being too sensitive and need to get over it. Whatever. Now, I do want to recognize that the messages we get is not the same for every man and every woman. There is certainly differences for those of different ethnicities and races. There's different stereotypes, such as like the angry black man um, or the angry black woman that is really going to impact people's experience when they are angry because those stereotypes are very harmful and can do a lot of damage to people. And if you got that message a lot while you were growing up, whether you consciously knowingly believe it or not, there's a good chance that there is a unconscious part of you, a part that, you know, is out of awareness, but is still part of you that may kind of hold that as true or may impact your behavior, right? If you are afraid of being seen as an angry black person, you may not express your anger at all because you don't want to reinforce that stereotype, even though your anger may be very warranted and you may be wanting to handle it in a very appropriate pro-social way. And so... When we have these different messages that we took in as kids, it can really impact the way that we experience our anger and express our anger. There may be a lot of judgments inside of us when we become angry about whether it is quote unquote right or not that we are being angry or if there's something wrong with us because we are experiencing anger. Now, from my perspective as a mental health professional, every feeling has a purpose. There are no bad feelings. There are certainly unpleasant feelings. 
that none of us really like experiencing. Some of us may be comfortable with them feeling those unpleasant feelings because that may be, frankly, our default state. Um, But there's no bad feeling. From my perspective, it's really more what we do with them that can be the problem or what we do not do with them. Um, and it's going to really depend on the person, you know, we've, I think we, most of us, if not all of us know about kind of the range of reactions from being passive. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I got, um, being passive, passive aggressive, assertive, or just straight aggression. And depending on kind of the messages you got of what is acceptable, how this is supposed to look, um, the household environment that you grew up on, you probably have sort of one end of that that you lean towards more than another. You may find yourself regularly leaning towards being more passive because you grew up in a house where expressing anger, expressing your feelings and dissatisfaction was not acceptable. Um, Or you may express it in a very aggressive manner because that was the only way you learned to be heard when you were little. And so you naturally may jump to yelling or screaming or, you know, kind of physically being aggressive because that was the only because your mind says this is the only way to get my problem solved um and these responses can really impact our relationships with other people our jobs um our satisfaction with life you know if we experience anger which we all will That's a normal human emotion to experience. And there is something in the world that has made you angry at least once. Um, But if you have a judgment about, I shouldn't feel angry, um, my anger is unmanageable, um, or I become uncontrollable when I become angry, then you may feel bad about yourself. You may feel down on yourself. Um, You may have situations where it seems pointless to discuss your anger with someone or to try to fix the situation. Um, And so you may feel apathy or disheartened. Um, There's a lot of things that can come up in response to anger that don't come up in the same way in reaction to other emotions. A number of people have judgments about feeling sad, feeling down, um, any number of these things, but it, anger is sort of its own, own animal. And in my mind, anger pops up as a secondary emotion. There was some other feeling that we originally had. Maybe we felt disrespected. Maybe we feel upset and disheartened. Maybe we feel like people are not, you know, we feel ignored. 
mistreated, um, dissatisfied, and then the anger pops up as kind of the second emotion with the purpose of motivating us to change, excuse me, change the situation. And we can, if you lean towards a way that's not very effective in addressing situations when it would be useful, that is something that you can actively work on. We can check in with other people if you do not trust your own judgment yet about is this even kind of a valid thing to be upset about or angry about. Um, If it's something that normally does not make you angry, check in with yourself about is there something else going on? Is there something... Excuse me, I have a catch in my throat. Um, Is there something else going on, such as you're feeling hungry, tired, thirsty? Um, Maybe there's some other event going on that's really upsetting to you, and it's just kind of impacting lots of things in your life. Or there's something bigger that you're upset with someone about, and so they do something little and annoying, and so you blow up because... It's easier to blow up about them, at them, about the laundry than it is, say, you know, thinking that they're not treating you correctly, um, or your your marriage is falling apart, or whatever. Um, so, getting feedback from other people, because sometimes it's like that does seem kind of like a strong response, or they can give you feedback about how they think it might be useful to handle the situation. Um, Sometimes we need to play nice with other people in the sandbox. And if that's something you struggle with, maybe you struggle to even get in the sandbox. Or you're really aggressive (laughs) when you get in the, you know, the proverbial sandbox. Um, Then other people can kind of help help you identify ways to do so in a more assertive manner. We really want to go for that assertiveness if we can. Um, You may write down the points that you would like to make if you would like to address it with the person. If you decide it is important enough to address. If it is not important enough to to address, then you may work on some coping skills, some stress management skills, some relaxation to help lessen the impact upon you. But if you do want to address it, but you're afraid possibly of losing your words, going off topic, um, backing down too easily, then you may write out what you would like to say or you may write out bullet points to help you kind of keep yourself focused. Um, This can be especially helpful for individuals that find themselves kind of throwing in every issue they've ever had with the person. That can really water down what we're trying to communicate about right now. If I'm also bringing up something that happened... again um something that happened say like five ten years ago if you've known somebody long enough even if it's something that happened 
two weeks ago and you're throwing it in with this other thing. Say again, maybe they didn't do the laundry and two weeks ago they didn't fill up the car with gas. Unless you identify sort of an overarching theme or maybe they talked over you. Um, you know, unless you identify sort of the overarching theme of, hey, I'm feeling kind of disrespected. You're not taking care of stuff in the house. You're not, you know, taking part in managing the vehicles and you're talking over me, right? They may not understand the thread between those items. Um, or if it's something that happened five years ago, for example, um, they may feel like, why are you bringing, like, why are you bringing that up? I thought we settled that. And then you, the conversation may go down a path about that thing that happened five years ago and not the thing that you're actually angry about right now. Um, and so keeping the at least the list or writing out what you would like to say can help keep you focused. Um, if you have a few items, I would suggest stating that at the beginning that, hey, I have a few things that I'm, I'm angry with you about. Um, if it's anger at some larger event, say you're angry about how a group of people such as LGBTQ plus people are being treated. You are upset about all the school shootings. You are upset about the violence towards trans individuals. Um, joining organizations working to fight those things can help you. Sometimes anger pops up when we feel helpless because it feels less vulnerable. Um, sometimes that is another thing. Anger can pop up when we're like I said, as a secondary, not necessarily because we always want to fix the wrong, you know, if I felt disrespected and then I feel angry and then I talk to them about being disrespectful, right, that kind of makes sense to a lot of people. If I'm feeling anxious and then I become angry, that's a harder connection to naturally make. But sometimes anger can also be a protective feeling. We are kind of closing up any perceived vulnerabilities that we may be experiencing. And so if you experience depression, anxiety, and you're like, I have these angry outbursts and I don't understand what's happening, I would consider that as a possibility that it may be, again, you mentally trying to protect yourself from other people. You're trying to make it so they don't have a way to hurt you as easily. Um, and so anger is a really kind of funny thing in the fact that there's so much judgment about it and we get so many... For a number of us, we honestly don't know how to handle it very well because it was never modeled very well for us. We either saw the adults in our life at one end of the spectrum or the other, they were passive or passive-aggressive or aggressive. But a, a good number of people struggle with being assertive. And we may, you know, if you tend to be more passive, when you are being assertive, you may feel like you were being aggressive. 
you may think you were coming on too strong. So that's another area that you could use to check in with somebody else and get realistic feedback about what's happening. Um, and it's a process. It's a process to be more comfortable with experiencing anger and knowing how to handle it so you feel comfortable with your responses and you do not feel embarrassed or guilty or shameful about your response to it. This is just a beginning step. This does not replace working on it. Um, but maybe it can give you some ideas of things you can do to start. Because like I said, anger and experiencing anger is not the problem. It's what we do with it. If we do nothing with it, we may fester and stew on it. We may lose out on moments of contentment or even joy because we may get stuck mentally thinking about, you know, something that's really bothering us. We may also kind of get that laundry list of issues um, because the person continues to act the way that they have always acted because they don't know that it upsets you. People are not mind readers um, for good or for bad. <laughs> None of us were made that way. And we may think, well, they should know. Well, they probably very possibly do not know. If you have addressed it and they continue to struggle or continue to do it, it may be A, that they're purposefully doing it, thinking of like siblings that sometimes purposely push each other's buttons. Um, or it may be something that they struggle with. So I know my husband regularly gets grumpy and angry with me when I interrupt him. He has expressed this for over a decade. And I am working on it, but it is very slow going, and so it still happens. Um, and so he can continue to express it. I do not continue to interrupt him because I am being purposefully rude to him. It is just a very bad habit that is very hard to break. And so... If it, do not feel discouraged if you bring up an issue and it possibly continues to happen. Depending on the circumstances, they may be doing the best that they can to make change. And you may want to work on noticing the change. It can be very hard when something is still happening and you want the amount of times that happens to be zero. Um, but if you know it used to happen... 10 times in a week and you're now down to two times a week. That is progress. And that may also help kind of get your feelings into alignment with reality. Yes, you can certainly still be irritated and annoyed that it's happening two times. But you may not become furious, you know, thinking they've done this forever to you. So those are just some thoughts about anger that I had that I wanted to share. 
If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns that you would like to bring up, any requests for a topic, you can email me at talkinpsychwithdocraz at gmail.com or you can reach out on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube at talkinpsychwithdocraz. But I hope you all have a lovely day and you do something nice for yourself. Bye.